Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State News Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Metry. With me today, Sweetie Tirada again, back for another week in the college football grind. Uh, we are at week eight now with Spartans seven, six and one. Yeah, week eight. Yeah, six and one. We are. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, week eight. We looked at my week. Sorry. We are halfway through the year, or as you like to keep pointing out, at halftime on Saturday, we will be halfway through the year. I'll be tweeting about that. So. I'll just, um, I'm going to add Sam and be like, we're halfway done with the Big Ten season. Yeah, we uh, we picked up our, um, or we, we published our report cards uh, today in the state newspaper. I encourage you all to pick those up um, around campus if you see them, and they'll be going online later today. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I encourage you to check those out, but we're going to also talk a little bit about uh, what we thought about uh, this Michigan State team. I had... Pretty high rank, pretty high grades. I mean, I don't think you can criticize this team that much when they're six and one. Like it's tough to like. Obviously, you can point out like what they're not doing great, but like. Yeah, I mean, I wrote that about in my column as well. In the sense that holistically looking at MSU season, like if you're a fan, like you have to be, like you have to be happy with that. Like yeah. six and one, number sixteen, AP in the AP Pollination. Nation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you have to be happy with that. But as I wrote in my column early this week, that there are some things that you can nitpick. I mean. The, Awesome Notre Dame wasn't very fun. There are on on the offense, realistically speaking, like they did not perform well last week. Any metric, any shape, any way, shape, or form. <coughs> um, sorry, I'm a little bit sick, as you can tell. Um, and the defense, they've been playing lights out, but there have been kind of moments where the cracks in the armor kind of show themselves in the sense that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> like this team Minnesota. is. I'm not saying this team is without flaws. Yes. I'll let you compose yourself for a second. But I mean, I think I just I didn't give it. I didn't give. I don't think I gave a single group or like a position group or anyone on this team less than a uh, less than a B minus rating. Because oh, you're nice. I think I gave like a couple C's or two. Well, like, how can you give a C to this team? Like they're they vastly exceeded expectations. They're in the hunt for a Big Ten title at this point. Yeah. Like at the end of the year, you might be able like it might be able to give a C. But at this point in time, I don't think you can grade it. Like this team is vastly overperformed. Okay, I guess that's fair. I don't know. They're they're. Like I mentioned, like there's, there's this team is flaws. Yeah, but like, absolutely. Yeah, this team isn't. This team isn't gonna be bam. I yeah, we're gonna get to them in a second, but. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, let's let's sort of start with some of the flaws on this team that I think they do have is I think that I've been a big supporter of Brian Lewerke and his decision making as like a sophomore. It's been very good, but uh, against Indiana in good weather for the first time in two weeks, yeah. he looked like he was still playing in a monsoon. His passing accuracy wasn't... He was still making good decisions, still making plays with his legs when he needed to, but his passing accuracy has just not been good the past few weeks. Yeah, and Lewerke will say that. I mean, he said that the last few times we've had media availabilities, he said that his accuracy isn't as good as he wants it or he as he expects it. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the sense that Lewerke has struggled in the past few weeks, especially on against Indiana. I mean, there was that big fourth down play that MSU... The first one that MSU didn't convert... They did convert the second one to Ryzen, but that first one he just overshot Cody White, who was having yeah. a great series. I mean, I think he caught like three balls that drive, and then they looked at him again. He had on a great fourth. game. Yeah, he had a great game, but specifically looking at that drive, they looked at him again on fourth. But Liberty just kind of overshot him. I remember there was one play to Lowry's Nelson, another uh, freshman. He just kind of overshot him, but he had daylight. That would have been up. I mean, that would have been six if Liberty could hit him. So, Liberty <laughs> has absolutely struggled, and I think that is a little bit concerning. I mean, we are kind of halfway through the year. He is playing against better defenses as the season goes on. Indiana was kind of a more defense-oriented team. And, you know, playing against Michigan and Iowa and all those defensive-minded teams certainly doesn't help. But, yeah, I think that is one cause for concern. The rookie should be better in that regard. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he can make plays with his legs. But when 
you need big chunk plays when you need those plays and if you know the the middle of the field doesn't really open up for you then you do have to be able to pass the ball there yeah um i just he's sort of he's just missed a few guys he's just over i think he's hasn't really been underthrowing it just seems like he's been overthrowing them every time yeah and then another thing too is just not even overthrowing it's just not being on target i mean there was that one great grab by Lurie nelson a couple weeks ago where he he had that great one-handed grab on i believe like a slant or something and he i he had to make that play because Lurie just kind of overshot him there and at the end of the day, like, yes, you can make those mistakes, and yes, your receivers will bail you out sometimes, but you can't keep you can't keep relying on them time and time again, putting so much pressure on such a young wide receiving core. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I, I think that he still played fairly well this year. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Pleasantly I mean, surprised. Yeah. Um he's still he's a sophomore. I mean, can't forget about that. He was a, star, a sophomore who started what, three games last year? Two, I want to say. Four games total and two started. Yeah. So I mean he was <laughs> to say he was a returning starter would be a little bold. Obviously, no, he's te- technically sure. But um, another thing too is like last year, it was just a co- quarterback controversy. Everything. Yeah. I mean, Lewerke started against Northwestern. That was MSU's sixth game, and he was a redshirt freshman. And he's starting over then redshirt senior Tyler O'Connor. You know, like that having Richard having this junior, stability. Terry too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Having this having this stability week in and week out of Lewerke being named the the starting quarterback really really brings a lot, I feel, to this offense because they don't really know who's going to be the quarterback week by week. I mean, o- realistically, O'Connor and Lewerke have different games, so just adjusting to that is always just kind of a pain. I mean, even now, there's no quarterback controversy between, as you mentioned, Terry and uh, Lewerke, too. So that, that I feel, is an underrated aspect to it. Lewerke has his job. It's his. It's locked down his. Um, and, I mean, he still has two more years. After this yeah, season, he's so. he's going to definitely improve, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. If he doesn't... And, if he doesn't improve in the next two years with his throwing, then yeah, <laughs> I miss he's not going to go very far, to say the least. Right. <laughs> so let's move on to our running backs. We did not get a chance to talk about uh, L.J. Scott last week. We recorded mm. that before that news broke. He's obviously still played. He played well. Yeah, he played um, Do you have any thoughts on the whole situation? Um, I mean, as a person that has never been pulled over once in my life, and, and the thing is, too, um, we've talked about this before, but the reports showing that LJ being uh, arrested or whatever six or seven times, those that number, that's actually a mix between, I believe, in East Lansing in Michigan and in Ohio. So it isn't just like an MSUPD thing, I believe. I believe that's what's been reported. Um, I'm just going to say that kind of a disclaimer, too. So, I mean, it is a little bit shocking. Uh, there, there is also a little bit of a... A little bit of uncertainty in the sense that I think one one area reported that he didn't have a license, whereas D'Antonio and LJ were kind of like, oh, it was like it was a misunderstanding with like the Secretary of State and all that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of hard to say. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, as it was a big deal. I, I honesty, I mean, I think D'Antonio. He's was a really junior, big. right? He is a true junior. Yeah, so, so he. In, I think that when your license, I think when you turn twenty one, your license expires. So oh, I don't know. I don't know when his birthday is, but I mean. Yeah, if, I think he turned twenty one like within the last month or two. Then that. I mean, maybe that's it. I, I obviously don't know. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say what it is for sure, but I. I, you, yeah. I think I, I don't know about Ohio. I'm a Mich- I'm from Michigan, but my yeah. your license expires. You turn twenty one, and yeah. as a football player, he probably didn't get a chance to go back home. Yeah. But he obviously still played, as D'Antonio said. He's been he was shamed enough publicly <laughs> that yeah, and been a lot of money too. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I can't even imagine. But <laughs> yeah, so but let's move into this grading this running backs group. Um, I thought that they've done a pretty good job so far. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, fumbles aside, this has been the team, the group that 
Mark D'Antonio and this team turns to when they need when they need yeah. to score, they go to the running backs. And they've delivered when you they need them to. Like they haven't been great all game, but when you need them to, they deliver. Yeah, I mean looking at the Minnesota game, among that monsoon. And even the Michigan game, the running core really really stepped up in those games when I'm the one the MSU offense in their time. Um, looking at the position groups, the wide receivers are super young, you know, the rest of your sophomore quarterback. Having you know, those tree that trio of Madre London, Scott, and Gerald Holmes really, really does help out in the sense of taking relief. Um, I know Holmes has been kind of nipped up the past few weeks, but London, Madre London, too, has been playing really well. He's that one guy that hasn't really been generating as much hype because, one, LJ might leave for the NFL, all those murmurs, and then Gerald Holmes is a retro senior. Even he, he might have been a captain, too. So those two kind of take the headlines, but London himself has been playing great. I yeah. Mean, he had that great Michigan game. Well, not great, but he had that solid machine game. He played, <coughs> he played solidly against Minnesota as well. That fumble um, certainly didn't help last week against yeah. Indiana too. Um, Do you think LJ Scott's gonna leave after? I don't. I think you. I think he might have. That might have been the plan before this season, but yeah. now after. After his struggles, then maybe. I, I mean, he sure he could hold on to the ball for the rest of the year. That might not matter, but yeah. I I would say right now I think he probably comes back. Yeah, I think MSU fans kind of maybe want him gone, not in the sense of like, oh, we don't like you, but other than him, who might get drafted? The MSU's had that long draft streak um, for, like, ever. I mean, he's going to get... Fry? Chris Fry and Brian Allen might get drafted. I don't know. But. Yeah, I mean, centers are tough to get drafted, yeah. usually. There's I not mean, a Jack lot Allen didn't get drafted. Yeah. For some reason. I mean, he's still, he's still with I'm the team, I'm pretty sure though. he's still with yeah. the Saints. I don't know if he's yeah. practice squad or not, but... Um, yeah, I'd go Fry um, and... I mean, even LJ like, Scott probably would get drafted. Yeah, most. There's sort of been like a rebirth, the running back kind of at the NFL draft. In the past yeah, a little years. bit. Yeah, I mean LJ. I mean, LJ is a very talented. Running yeah, player. I think he should get drafted, but we'll see if he does. Right. <coughs> Another thing too is that if LJ and Holmes both leave next year, is literally just Madre Lawrence and Rush Senior. Yeah. And then obviously there's Connor Hayward, but he'll be a true sophomore next year. So. That that's a, that's a complete yeah, and I haven't taken a, I haven't taken a single look at recruiting to see if they have anyone coming coming yeah, up. Yeah, I believe Connor Hayward is currently a true freshman though. Okay, he's been he was getting touches against I want to say either Michigan or Minnesota. He's returning kicks too, so he's in yeah. games. Yeah. Or is he returning kicks or punts? Kicks. Yeah, I think it was kicks. I think it's kicks with Cody White at punt return. Yeah, Cody yeah. White's at punt return. Yeah. So let's talk about Cody White and um, <clears throat> these these wide receivers. Cody White played great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was so happy. It seems like it's every yeah. every week like someone just someone, sort of pops up. Yeah. Shows up. I, I mean, Hunter Rising at that great Notre Dame game. I mean, that it was great. Yeah. A little bit they come in garbage time, but still. Felton Davis has had a, has a yeah, monster he had that game. Huge, huge game against Iowa. Um, Daryl Stewart, obviously, he's been playing. Yeah. Better. There's just there's just a lot of talent, and it just it, it's a little inconsistent, but yet someone seems to pop up every game. Yeah, and I think that that helps out with Lurky so much. I think in, from just a confidence standpoint. Yeah. Just because. You don't really know who's going to be emerging in that one particular game, but just knowing that you have so many options. And, I mean, we're not even talking about Tristan Jackson, who's, yeah. you know, who, who has struggled. He, he's lost his starting spot, I believe, to Cody Wade. But don't get me wrong, he's a talented guy. I think it might be. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with him. I know he started off as a starter. I don't want to say what's wrong with him. I don't even, I don't even know if something is wrong with him, but that's still another talented guy that we're not talking about because there's so many of these. I mean, Laurie Nelson, too. He's been yeah. kind of... A guy, I believe it was a two-star coming in. Um, I believe he was a lone two-star last year's recruiting class. I could be wrong, but even him getting touches as a true freshman is quite impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to include tight ends in with this, but mm-hmm. I would say that the tight end position has sort of been a, mo- a place where MSU has struggled this year. When you go from Josiah Price, who yeah, was just yeah. like one of the most consistent tight ends in college football, yeah. to, I mean, Matt Sokol's gotten the ball some. 
but yeah, I it's mean, the tight end has been such a huge role in Michigan State's offense. Yeah, and I mean, MSU does run like a couple of two tight end sets. Um, I know they moved Chase Giannakos. Gian Kokos. I, I want to. I had him in a class once, and I and I apologize if I'm saying his name wrong. But he's been kind of a blocking tight end. I believe his. Uh, posi- <coughs> sorry, I believe his position group is actually um, as a tight end now too. So they've been kind of playing around with that. I mean, extra blocking never hurts, especially for a running team like MSU. <coughs> but yeah. I mean, also too among that tight end group, you lose. Not only did you lose Josiah Price last year, but they also lost Jamal Wise. And tight end was one one position group that was so strong for MSU last year, um, you know all those all those seniors are leaving all that kind of stuff. But there are there are a couple of younger guys too. Jack Camper, um, he was one of the early enrollees, I believe, during my IMG. I talked to him when he was in high school. He I don't think I don't believe he's had much playing time. Um, I don't think he's seen the field too much. Well, that's another guy that <laughs> is kind of like Justin Price in terms of just physical, athletic, six four. I want to say two hundred however many pounds, too, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've done a good job blocking, I think. Um, yeah. It's kind of tough to notice blocking. I don't know who who stands out uh, <laughs> as we'll move into offensive line next, but... There are, there are very intricate... Intri- there are a lot of intricacies to offensive line. Yeah. Unless you, unless you play the position, unless you're a coach. I mean, I played the position in high school, and I still can't get into it. Like, <laughs> um, I can't see you enough. I can't see you as an offensive line. I had no hands, and I'm 6'3", so they were like, well, we'll just put you in the way of people. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, so, offensive line, again, I <coughs> Lewerke's been had time against passes off. They've been yeah. get, they've been cutting, they've been getting good blocking mm-hmm. in terms of opening running lanes. And what I've loved is, I, I wrote about this, but they do a really good job of getting to that second block, which is like, that's a difference between, I'm stealing my own writing line, but it's a difference <laughs> between a three-yard run and a seven-yard run. Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, so I think that they've done a good job. I think this that unit will always be a sort of a strength of the Michigan State team, just because of techniques and all that kind of formations stuff. and yeah and scheming. But yeah, I mean, I I have nothing real bad to say about this line, but I also don't think that they've been pancaking everyone each play. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a long time since the twenty fifteen line when you had Jack Allen, Jack yeah, Hoffman, even uh, I'm missing someone. I'm missing a couple of guys. Um, even like Cody Keeler, he was a solid guy. So it's it's been a kind of a long time since that twenty fifteen line, but this offensive line, just like the wide receivers, are super young. Yes, you have a senior captain and Brian Allen the center there, but looking looking at the depth chart, I mean, Cole Chewins, Tyler Higby, those are guys. I mean, the LT Cole Chewins, I mean, Tyler Higby's a left guard. Those are both sophomores. Yeah. Luke Campbell's a rest year freshman, and I believe he's a right tackle, and then David Beadle's kind of been nicked up, so Kevin Jarvis has kind of stepped in there, and he's a true freshman. He's a true freshman getting starts, getting snaps. Like that's and he hasn't been like over. I I'd say he's been playing pretty well. So, I mean, right. this has been very impressive. Um, I'm just kind of looking at. It. I mean, Matt Allen, Brian Allen's younger brother. He's been kind of seeing some snaps at center too. And he's he's a redshirt freshman. So they're they haven't been playing. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> just another example of yeah, just MSU having a young. Yeah, they're just so young. Unit, yeah. And I think they'll struggle a little bit next year without Brian Allen. I mean, you have a senior center kind of holding down that line there. Guy with so much experience, but down the line here, yeah, that's, that'll be very impressive. Especially if Matt has the leadership capabilities of, if anything, like Jack and Brian, both the Allens who have both been captains. Yeah, that might be the most safe plug in place. Yeah, and kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, just because of family name. Yeah. Same with same with Byron Bola if he. Yeah, that guy. I mean, Byron Bola kind of not necessarily got screwed, but like when you're going up against Bocce, like you can't. Really yeah. And, like, I'm not saying Byron Ball's a bad player, but I'm just saying, like, Joe Bocci is just a 
Yeah, but well, my bro, he's a sophomore, right? I think he's a junior. Don't call me fucking. Yeah, look it up. Um, let's move into D line. Um, we'll move back to. He's a junior. By the way. Junior. Okay. Um, <laughs> D line. Uh, this unit I think has. They're not the typical. Um, Michigan State defensive line unit where there's a Malik McDowell or a Shalee Calhoun on the edge. And like I mentioned with the offensive line, this is a this is a far ways removed from Shalee Calhoun, like you mentioned. Yeah. Malik McDowell, but even those other two guys, Lawrence Thomas and uh, Joel Heath. Right. Though I mean, Lawrence Thomas, I believe, is on the Jets right now. That that was such that was such a good line in 2015. Yeah. And I think that's so underrated. And I mean, you were looking at that. You looked at that OSU game in 2015. And the defense just dominated. That was a lot because that line was just so so stout. So yeah, good. I mean, I think that team will go down as like the best team in Michigan State history. Well, that's probably twenty thirteen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, but yeah, I'm just saying like that Either D way. line was just so good. I mean, you you had guys like Demetrius Cooper who's who's played well this year, just yeah. all the uh, being able to come back from all that off field stuff. But he was kind of you know he was kind of a bench or not necessarily a bench warmer. He, he was, was like the, the third string. guy. Yeah, yeah, he was with the second string there playing D end a little bit twenty fifteen. That that was so good. And then, but I'm just saying, like this year too, it's not that bad. I mean, Raekwon Wong. Oh, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying you're not. You don't have that one guy on the on the edge yeah. who's like in the backfield every play. Yeah, I mean, Shirley Calhoun was incredible. Like, right. He was a, he was a three time captain, I think. Yeah. And I I think that I think that holds a lot on there. I mean, being being a captain, spending your sophomore year, that's like Kirk Cousins level. Yeah. So. Um. And I mean, they've had some injuries, like Shane Jones didn't dress. Yeah, I think he's technically a linebacker, though. Is he? Yeah, I believe it's technically, he's listed as a, he's listed as Sam. Oh. Sam linebacker. Okay. <laughs> I think he's been playing mostly on the line, though. Yeah, I think he's been kind of like a hybrid. Yeah. But, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at this line, though, I mean, you got Raekwon Williams, like we mentioned, Demetrius Cooper being able to come back. He, he's kind of regained that starting position after he was behind, I want to say, Kenny Wilkes. And Kenny Wilkes has played yeah. good, good as well. I mean, he had back-to-back two-set games. That's that's career high yeah. back-to-back. That's impressive. That's impressive. Like, yeah. Kenny Wilkes, I mean, I believe he was a former walk-on. Like, like whoa, like, where yeah. did you come from? Um, you got the Panashooks. I'm not saying that right. I apologize. Panashooks. Panish? I don't know. I don't, I don't listen. You can work, work out it for next week. Um, so we're the fanatics, but both Mike and Jacob have been playing pretty well. I know Jacob, the freshman, got his first career sack last week, so good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Um, let's move into the, what I think is the anchor of this team on Ooh, both yeah. sides of the ball, the oh, linebackers. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but Chris Ryan and Joe Bocci have just been great. Just, mm-hmm. um, just anchors in the middle field with just the leadership. I, yeah. I mean, that group is the best group on the field. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned those two guys. We're not even talking about you know, Byron Buller. You're not talking yeah. about Andrew Dow, who, no. who's listed as a star linebacker. Um, you know? Which is, <coughs> it's a deep unit. That yeah. Um, I know Tyreek Thompson was kind of getting some PT last yeah. week. You get, and one guy, too, that hasn't really been talked about since, I would say, Bowling Green, because that was the first time he played the field. Antoine Simmons, he's, a, he's from Ann Arbor. Um, he's a true freshman. He's talented. Uh, I mean, his teammates rave about him, too, so... That's that's you know that's gonna be a lot that's gonna be a linebacking core that's gonna be good these next few years and that uh, they've been great I mean Joe Bocci is a true sophomore like he's a year younger than me which is insane to think about yeah because he's just been so good like as of now I would probably put him at least second team all Big Ten you know like, yeah he's just been that good do you have a vote no I don't have no you don't vote. I wish I had a vote <laughs> I know for some things we do have votes some things some not things. all things actually I might have a vote. I'll, I'll let you guys know later on. Um, okay. More for the thrilling... Yeah. Come back for the thrilling conclusion of that story. Um, 
Let's move into defensive backs. I think that they... Um, I think this group has been good, but I also think they might be a little overhyped just because <clears throat> there's so much, like, weird analytical data to back up Josiah yeah. Scott's play. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at guys like Josiah Scott, Justin Lane, even Tyson Smith, his, his whole great story against Bowling Green, all that Kari kind of Willis stuff. played well. Yeah, Kari Willis is one guy that I feel like nobody ever talks about. And granted, he is a safety. He doesn't really get that much hype, but he's, he, I mean, I believe he's a true junior. Yeah, his, I remember his first game starting ever was at Michigan Stadium two years ago. So that's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. But he's one guy who's been kind of stepping up there. He, no, nobody really talks about him. Like, oh, Carl Willis got beat there, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So I, I think he's been playing well. David Dowell has really kind yeah, of he had, stepped Yeah, he had two in. picks? Yeah, I want to say two picks, and I think he either forced a fumble or yeah, that was covered it. a fumble against Michigan. Yeah. He, he's something he kind of slotting in there. I know he got beat one time, but I mean, that's one play against Indiana last week. Indiana last week. Other thing, too, what's kind of interesting is that I wouldn't say MSU. <coughs> excuse me. Um, I wouldn't say MSU has really played against a blatant pass first quality kind of quarterback yet. Yeah, I don't think so. Like either. Minnesota rotated two guys. I know. And it was Peyton also Ramsey a monsoon. Was, yeah, Peyton Ramsey isn't like he's still a redshirt freshman. Yeah. John O'Corn isn't even. No, he's he's a backup. Nate Stanley's okay. I, I mean, oh well, they special. did get Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I guess Brandon Wimbush, but what, he I meant, sprayed all over the field. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I kind of meant in the sense that like those a traditional yeah. pass first. Oh, okay, kind of yeah. Whereas Brandon Wimbush, like this. The thing about Wimbush is that, yes, he had a great game against MSU, and he's had a great season so far for Notre Dame. Biggest um, surprise. Yeah. I honestly thought that by the end of this point of the year, Chip, like, yeah, Ryan I Kelly mean, had been fired. I was going to say Ryan Kelly, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's even good for MSU, because quality, not, not a quality loss. They got blown out, but... Right. That loss doesn't look as bad as... <laughs> as we thought it might have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Um, and But what I'm saying with Wimbush is that there's always that kind of, like, I guess, um, there's always that kind of, in the back of your mind, like, he... He might just, you know, like kind of like we're working in the sense that he might gush, like, yeah, gush you for fifty yards. But even like John Lossing, I'm just trying to think. Like all these guys that MSU have played this year, there, there hasn't really been a, a really a pass first quarterback. And I think Clayton Thornton is a pretty good quarterback. Notre Dame, I mean, excuse me, on Northwesterns. Um, so I think that'll be kind of interesting to see. I mean, next week, obviously, you have Penn State and Sipwon Barkley. Chase McSorley has been having a great season. Yeah. And another thing too is that. I don't want to preview Penn State too much, but their jump balls are kind of premeditated in the fact that they have big wide receivers. Trace McSorley does throw it up there yeah. and be able to high point that ball. Penn State's probably one of the most complete teams yeah. in the yeah. country. So that game should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get to that at some point. Some next, point week. next week. That's for next yeah. week. <laughs> next week. Wait, don't they have a... Oh, you're right. It is next week. Sorry. I, I yeah. was thinking Ohio State for some reason. I know there's someone between Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah. It's Maryland, right? No, no, no. It goes... Northwestern, Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland, I believe. I thought no, I think Maryland's in between them. Really? I think. Okay, um, I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, One so, time on the pod, I got I said Syracuse made the final four the year they did, and then I got called out for it, and I was right. So I'm just saying. Like, I had to go look it up. So what you're week. saying is we have a listener. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> it's true. But what I'm saying is sometimes I'm right, and I just have to look it up. Um, so, yeah, they've got... They got Northwestern this week. Yeah. Um, Justin Jackson, right? Is, is my saying, is I, yes, Justin Jackson. Yeah, I don't know why I blanked for a second. It's because Justin Jackson is such a common name. <laughs> I was like, I said Justin Jackson, I was like, that's not Josh Jackson's name. And I yeah. was like, like, wait, wait, but I'm not talking about Josh Jackson. Okay. Justin Jackson, great running back. Um, I'm sort of 
it's going to be a big test for MSU's rust defense. That defensive line that we talked about, obviously yeah. those linebackers are going to be there. I don't think that I don't think they're going to get. I don't think they're at any worry of someone busting through three tackles through the middle of the line. Like they'll get stopped by the linebackers. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know much about Penn State's quarterback though. Ben Carson, um, last year he just destroyed MSU. I remember. Yeah. I forgot the stats. I think it was like twenty-one of twenty-five. I might be wrong. Yeah, I. He just torched MSU's defense last. Year. I did not watch an. I did not watch a second of <laughs> that game last year, just purely because. <coughs> I was at work the entire time. Um, so yes, just just for the record, it does go Northwestern, Penn State, Ohio State, then Maryland, then Rutgers. Okay. So right. MSU has Penn State and Ohio State back to back, so that should be interesting. A little two game gauntlet. Yeah, better than better than Penn State though, because they had Michigan, Ohio State, then Michigan State. Yeah, although Michigan might not be that good now. That's true. I mean, they're still kind of they're like ranked twice. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I think that. Uh, I think that Michigan or Michigan State's defense is going to hold up through this game. Um, I'm not too worried about that. I think that they should be fine. But, I mean, there's obviously some holes in this team, as we talked about. Like, they're not great. They're good. This team can be exploited. Like, if they don't score points again, yeah. and, I mean, that rushing offense gets three touchdowns, then I, I don't know if this team hasn't scored more than 17 points in how long? Since Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota, I believe, 30 points. Um, I'm trying to look. Oh, that wasn't that long ago. Is that <coughs> when I was talking to the Northwestern guy from my Know Thy Enemy piece, he kind of mentioned that the offense has been a little bit inconsistent for Northwestern, and the defense has actually kind of stepped up. And D'Antonio mentioned as well in his press conference that if you look at that, look at that blowout Duke loss from early in the season, defensively at least, Northwestern isn't really playing those same guys, and that's a little bit too because of injuries and all that kind of stuff. But I think. The offense, MSU's offense for Northwestern's defense is kind of the storyline to look at here. I think MSU's defense is going to look stout again. They've been great this entire year. Um, if they can get to Thorson, I believe, you know, that that's going to it's gonna go an extra mile or two. So, but that offense against a pretty good Northwestern defense should be really a sight to see. That should really kind of define the game. Just because we don't really know, I mean... We're obviously past the halfway point of the season, but we don't really know what this MSU offense is made of. D'Antonio keeps mentioned. D'Antonio has mentioned it the past few weeks in the sense that we had, or excuse me, not we. I guess I'm speaking for D'Antonio, but he said that MSU hasn't really been clicking on all cylinders at all on offense. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's interesting. Like I think MSU's if MSU's offense can peak at the right time against yeah and their defense just kind of does their own thing was it was it you that colton was it you or colton wrote about like that last i think week, i wrote it that like this the, they have, this they team doesn't think they've peaked yeah. yet and i think msu at his peak i think that's a top five team in the country that okay. might be a hot take so that is um, <coughs> i think they can i think they can be blistering take. i think i think at it at their peak, no, 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 i don't well, i mean like so. what do you mean by at their peak like at their peak this year like if they all play the best football or like if you give if you give me senior brian lewerke senior lj scott senior you know what i mean okay absolutely okay i think penn ms michigan state in my opinion could absolutely 100 percent be ohio state or penn state if their offense is clicking on all similarities and that's a big if okay that's the thing that's the thing as of now i think they lose both of those games but i think if Brian Lewerke has one of those magical games where he just where he his throws are on point, and he, you know as an athlete that happens sometimes. Sometimes your throws are just clicking just yeah. because you just you're just having one of those days. Then that opens so much because a lot of it too is that teams can can load that front seven. Okay? They can load that box if Lewerke isn't hitting his targets. So if Lewerke if Lewerke has one of those games where 
he just he's just going off and he's just hitting all the targets. He's hitting his wide receivers. That opens <laughs> that opens it up so much, and that opens it up for him too. Just so he can run him right up the gut or something like that. So um, <laughs> I don't know uh, how into advanced stats are you in like sabermetrics, and like, how much do you think that that's a big deal for, for college football? For college football, yes, I think it's a pretty big deal. I mean, like so, like ESPN's football power index. What is your just opinion of that stat in general? The that's the FPI. Yeah, I think. I believe, don't quote, I, I don't want you to quote me, but I believe that stat has been criticized a lot. Has it been? I believe, I believe so. I'm not 100% sure, but I do remember, like... Like, has it been given genuine criticism, or just has it, has it been given criticism from just angry fans? No, that's not necessarily like angry fans, but, like, <coughs> because like, the methodology of it is, like, kind of suspect. Okay. I, I think I read that somewhere, so I'm not 100% sure. Do you sure. know what the current, what Michigan's, or I'm sorry, what Michigan State's current FPI rank is? Like, where they are in the country, what number? I'm not a partner... I'm not sure the exact number, but I did tweet about it because of Dan Quinn's vote. And I got some angry MSU fans in my chest. Okay, so what it is, um, <coughs> it is 42. They're 42nd in the country according to the Football Power Index. That is a big shift from the shift. number 16 team in the country. That is, I agree. Um, so the advanced stats do not like um, Michigan State. And as I'm looking it up, ESPN also puts Michigan State's chance of winning out at 0.0%. Oh, that's impressive. With the chance of winning the conference at 0.1%. That is impressive. So That is very surprising. Well, not The advanced stats apparently do not think that Michigan <coughs> State is going to beat Penn State or Ohio State. Uh, yes, it's... we the Penn State actually has... According to this computer-generated stats, Michigan State has a 38% chance of winning this week. 38%. Yeah. And oh. then... Um, because Northwestern's higher in the football power ranking than Michigan State by like three spots. And then um, Ohio State is a 4% chance, and Penn State is 11% chance. Wow. That's yeah, so take those computer numbers as you will. I think advanced stats are important, but I don't know how important I think that team advanced stats are. Because like you said, if you, know, you don't think that we've seen, that you've seen the best version of Michigan State no. yet. And I'll I would s- agree with that. I'll I think that this team has. <coughs> I'm, I'm going to say by that statement. I still think. Yeah, I agree at with that. Peak, MSU is. I mean, I just go back to. I think that <coughs> Michigan that the defense has been closer to peaking than the offense for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go back to that one drive and like that Michigan game. What was it like that 12 play drive where that ended with the screen for the touchdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that was the best version of this drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, that was I the think, that was the one time I've sort of seen this offense like just click the entire way down the field. That, that was great play calling. Too. Yeah. I mean, that screen to module on just absolutely... Yeah. You, you have three guys over on the right side. I think it was Jarvis and, like, Brian Allen. And it's just daylight. I mean, that, that, that's great play calling. And, that, and another thing, too, is that that drive started, at, I believe, like, a, like, MSU's on 20 or 25. Like, they had to march, like, 75, 80 yards... And they just did methodically. It was it was honestly, that might have been like the moment that that might have yeah I I think yeah like that that might have been MSU's peak this season. That was I don't, yeah, but yeah. I mean, if by one drive you mean a peak. Yeah, but like, I would peak, let, Isn't that what peaks are? <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. So, <coughs> do you want to give an official prediction? Oh, we'll get to let's let's get into the picks right now. Oh God, let's not. Uh, Switchy did not do great as he might. Be thinking right now, but I he uh, don't like Wisconsin anymore. I apologize, actually, bad insurance. Y'all are good. <laughs> uh, Suichi went one and five, as it kind of sounds like. Uh, Colton won the week. He went 
um, four and two, and I went three and three. So leading is in first place is myself and Colton tied at thirteen and eleven, with Suichi kind of falling back at ten and fourteen. Um, I do not have Colton's picks. He did not send them to me, but I will. Um, I'll have him post them on Twitter. You can follow him at Colton Wood. I think is just his Twitter. Uh, you look that up. We'll uh, we'll give that out at the end, and he'll I'll make him put his picks up there for those of you that are interested. Um, but for this week, let's sort of get started. All right. So first we have. Michigan is a 24-point favorite over Rutgers. This is for sole play, sole fourth place in the Big Ten East. Wow. So that's that's pretty. No nice shade at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm a reporter. I just. I just sound the facts. Okay. That's all I do. So. Um, Michigan 24 over Rutgers. I'm. I'm gonna have to take Michigan. Okay. I am also going to take Michigan, and uh, I have a fun prop bet for you for this game. Ooh. Okay. Will Rutgers score? Who, who, where, where's the game at? This it's time. in Rutgers. They did not last year. I say they do. Uh, I they're say not scoring. They're, they're scoring. I still like think they'll go for something. I, I don't think they're scoring. <coughs> it's going to be like 59 to like 3. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, all right, next game. Wisconsin, 27-point favorites over Illinois. Who's at home, Wisconsin? Illinois. Oh, Wisconsin burned me last time by one point. I'll take Wisconsin. Begrudgingly. I'm also going to take Wisconsin. Um, Indiana, four and a half point favorites over Maryland. I think Indiana. Sorry, I'll take Indiana. I think I think Indiana's kind of mad. They have to play four, all five of the best Big Ten teams. They just kind of have to go with it. Yeah, I think that uh, Indiana's going to win this one as well, or else they're... On the path to a not great season. Mm, um, poor Indiana. Uh, Minnesota is giving seven points to Iowa, meaning that Iowa's a seven point favorite in Iowa. Iowa's seven points? Iowa's a seven point favorite, yes. I'll take Iowa. I, <coughs> I am also going to take Iowa. Wow, we've had the same pick so far. The only thing we've split on is my prop bet. Um, <laughs> This one surprised me. This line surprised me. It was Nebraska is a five-point underdog to Purdue. <laughs> I just, Purdue has lost three weeks in a row, I think. Three weeks in a row. Or they've lost last week, the last yeah. two weeks for sure. Um, and But Vegas keeps rolling with Purdue. Vegas keeps having Purdue favored. I'm going to go with... No, no. Uh, I'll go with Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, I am also going with Nebraska. Jeez. All right. Two games left. This is by far the most exciting game on the schedule to me. Penn State is a six-point underdog to Ohio State. <coughs> I think I'm going to take Ohio State. Ohio State? Yeah. I am going to take Penn State. There it is. So, yeah, we'll see if Rutgers scores. We'll see if Penn State and Ohio State, uh, what happens there. But those are going to be the two splits for us. Watch. This is just going to be, you're going to get one right. I'm going to get the other right. Um, all right, last one. MSU is a three-point favorite over Northwestern. On the road. MSU is a three-point favorite? MSU is a three-point favorite. I'll take MSU on that. 
eyes. I am going to take... Um, I'll take Michigan State as well. I think that this team... I don't think that this team is going to lose games to a team like Northwestern or Maryland or Rutgers or like the... We'll see. The... I think that... I mean, I think it dicey last week. Very dicey. Yeah, but I... I kind of felt the whole way that Michigan State was just like going to score a touchdown when they needed it, and they did. I just, This team cool. does that. This team does that. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, they... I don't think that they're going to beat Penn State or uh, Ohio State. I think they won't one of those. You, we'll, think we'll, we'll see, you we'll said earlier we'll that you think they're going to lose both of no, them. No, no, no. I, yes, I, you did. No, last week I predicted 10 and 2. No, you said earlier on this podcast <laughs> you think that Michigan State will lose oh, both. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm calling you out. Mm, that's fine. No, I got, I got, keep, a, I got crack a, your takes. I got a hot take. I got a hot take coming next week. I got a hot take. I'm excited to see you try and hot take. I got a hot take. I already had a hot take this podcast. Yeah, but then you just double-taked on it. Wait, what? You just flipped your opinion, like, no, halfway it's through. It's fine. It's fine. I don't... Okay. We'll, 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 there'll be a hot take. All right. Next week. We'll so, yeah. More next week. Keep, uh, keep on the lookout for Sweetie's hot take next week. <laughs> we'll also... Um, we're hopefully going to have an interview next week. Um, we're, still working out, we're still working that out, but hopefully we'll have an interview at some point next week about college football. Um, yeah, I'm being vague and mysterious. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. Uh, check us back next week.